This is the hey, this is the hey, this is the realest sports show. Hey, this is the realest sports show coming back at y'all live in the den, baby. What's good, party people? What's good? What's good? Y'all know the theme song. Y'all know the music. When the music come on, you know we're going back live in the den, baby. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet tonight, standing alone once again tonight, and we're here to talk sports, and sports only, baby. It's a sports kind of night, and it's a sports kind of day. I'm feeling the love right now from the audience members that's coming in, back in, live and on the show. I'm feeling the love from every each and every last one of you guys that are watching, I mean, listening to the show live. I'm thanking everybody for for all of the support that they're giving me to the wars this show. And I want to say thank you all too for just being a fan base towards the show and showing some love towards the show. You know what I mean? That's a lot of love that you all are giving, you know, towards the show. A five a four star rating right now. We standing at but we're trying to make it a five star rating back up to a five star rating on the show. But <clears throat> we can only grow and get better from here. You know what I mean? We can only grow and get better. And as time grows, everybody knows I'm going to make this show better and liver than it ever was before. But I want to say good morning to everyone that's out there that's listening to this show, that's going to be listening to this show tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Good morning to you all. And how y'all feeling out there? You know, we're going to talk about Tonight's show's topics is going to be as follows. Who is the better quarterback? <clears throat> is it Tom Brady or is it Drew Brees? I know this topic was supposed to come up last night, though, but hey, we ain't have time last night. We ran out a little bit of time for the topics. But we're going to discuss who is the better quarterback. Is it Drew Brees or is it Tom Brady? Also, following the night, we're going to say... We're going to ask the question, is the Lakers for are the Lakers for real? Is their season going to be for real this year? Are they going to make the playoffs this year? We can only tell when the next segment comes about. Also, too, is tonight we're going to talk about can the Nationals have another breakout season like they did this year? You know, we're going to discuss that more live on the show. And then our final Two topics that we're going to bring up <clears throat> live and on the show tonight. Odell Beckham Jr., well, this is not a topic, though, but it's an updated topic, though, for today. OBJ is committed to the Cleveland Browns team. He wants to stay in Cleveland. He wants to be a part of Cleveland. And he has made up his mind that he wants to be a part of Cleveland. Well... We all don't really get care or really don't really understand why this is big publicity, though. But we're going to understand it from today. We're going to let it rock out today. So let's get right into it, everybody. Who is the better quarterback, as you must say? Who Who is, you know, who has that caliber of being the best quarterback in today's game. Is it Drew Brees? You know, who has played in 272 games of his career? Or is it Tom Brady who has played 283 games 
in his career. You know, is it that Tom Brady has more wins than Drew Brees, which is 218 wins to Brees is 160. Brady only has 63 losses to Drew Brees is 160. You know, Brady has a better winning percentage, 0.76. I mean, 0.776 to Drew Brees is, you know, roughly in the middle with a 590 percentage. But when we talk about class and we talk about, you know, bringing in the deflate gate, you know, spy gate and all the other craziness that may come about. You know, we also got to talk about the 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 Saints. You know, their coach and the hit in in a in a situation where he got suspended for an entire season just because they thought that he was trying to attack players on the I mean on the field, like he was just going out there just telling people to you know attack players. <clears throat> and that possibly wasn't the case. But in the same token, the breath, though, he was found guilty on it and got suspended for a year. We all know Bill Belichick and Tom Brady both have a lot of things up their sleeves. We all know that, you know, they've been in a lot of scandals as of lately. And just recently, a spy was sent to Cincinnati and watching their plate and watching the coach on the sideline filming. Now it's the film gate. What is it that the, the Patriots are trying to do here? We'll never know. But in the same aspect of breath though is, are they cheating or are they not cheating? Is Tom Brady trying to stay on top or does he even know what is really going on behind the scenes? And that's some of the things that we must talk about when we describe who is the better quarterback. <clears throat> who would you want with the ball in your hands? Would you want the guy with the better winning percentage? Would you want the guy with the better completion rating? Because Drew Brees has a better completion rating than Tom Brady. Drew Brees completes 67%. Um, well, I should say damn near 68% of his passes, whereas Tom Brady only completes 64% of his passes a game. A game. A season. And this is career season. Whereas Tom Brady only beats Drew Brees in touchdown percentages by just one point off. A point off. 5.4% to Drew Brees is 5.3%. Of a touchdown rating. Meaning he could throw a pass downfield and it might be completed for a touchdown. 0.4% over Drew Brees. You understand what I'm saying here, people? Game winning drives, they're both tied. They both are quarterbacks that can get you on a game winning drive and win football games. They could take their team upfield if they're down by three sixth or whatever indifferent two points and can get you on a game winning drive now it is it, shockingly enough that i bring this topic up here everybody it's shocking enough though because 
Drew, I mean, Tom Brady has a percent off of a QBR rating, which is the 97% to Drew Brees' 98%. Now, if you had to choose, who would you want to put the ball in their hand? Would you want Tom Brady in a second with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter? You're down by six points. Can Tom Brady make that dream come true for you? And get you that game winning touchdown that you may or may not need that you may need? Or get you in a position to get a game winning field goal kick? Now I know I said if you're down by six points, of course you're gonna need a touchdown pass, but I'm just saying, if you're down by two points and you need an extra three to win the game, can Brady do that for you? I mean, history has shown Brady could put you in a position to score field goal kicks. Drew Brees can do the same doggone thing, put you in a position to put points on the board when needed to. So how can you compare the two is the question. Now, I know a lot of you may say Tom Brady is the better quarterback because of rings, Super Bowls that he's been to in the past years that he's been playing in the game. You know, Tom Brady has more playoff wins than Drew Brees, which is 30 to 8. 10 to 7, Brady. Losses. Seven losses, you know, in the playoffs. And, and, and it's shocking enough that games played is Tom Brady has played 40 playoff games to Drew Brees' only 15 playoff games. And it, it, it's scary because, let, let's put this in perspective. Tom Brady's best season without an interception was in 2008, and, Bra- and Drew Brees was in 2001. Now, this is only going in the playoffs, going straight to a season in the playoffs. Now, I haven't seen both quarterbacks do the same thing at all again yet you know but who do you want to have the ball in a game time decision making and I'm going to keep asking that question on the show because it's the truth who do you want to be your quarterback who would you want who do you all believe has the better chance of winning football games than the other because this is a known fact. This is a topic of discussion. It's just in case these two ever go up against each other in a Super Bowl winning game. These are the questions that you all got to answer your, ask yourselves. Can I put the ball in Brady's hands against a good defense of the Saints? Can I put the ball in Drew Brees' hands against a Stephon Gilmore on the right side or the left side? Their best, the one of the best corners in the league today. Or self-proclaimed the best corner in the league today over Richard Sherman. Now, we have seen Stephon Gilmore get beat on certain plays. Yes, we have. I've seen Drew Brees go out there and test the waters and go up against some of the best corners in the league. <clears throat> I've seen it happen. I've seen Drew Brees win it. I've also seen Tom Brady test the waters too, but he didn't test the waters too much when he went up against Seattle 
and actually he didn't really throw the ball that the way of Richard Sherman that much. And we all know why the Seattle Seahawks lost because they didn't run the ball on a play that was meaning that was meaningful in that game. We all know why they lost that game, people. We are not stupid. We aren't really that dumb. We're smart individual people here, people. We're smart. And we know that Marshawn Lynch should have had the ball in the next game, in the last game to time decision, and ran that ball in there for a touchdown, and they possibly would have won that game. And I'm almost 98% true to the game that they would have won that game if Marshawn Lynch would have ran the ball against the Patriots in a game-time decision. Now, like I said before, and I'll say this again, can you trust your receivers? Can the quarterback and the wide receivers have chemistry? Now, we have seen Tom Brady do it with some of the best, and we've seen him do it with some of the worst. Julian Edelman and, and, and Gronkowski was always on his team. These two players on his team were the, some of their phenomenal players that they ever had on their team. Grunk is not coming back, but Edelman is still out there catching passes. As short as he is, he still catches passes. So let's see. What does Drew Brees really have? And can Drew, can Drew Brees take a team full of nobodies, really, and potentially take them to a Super Bowl? Their defense is hungry. Their defense is always standing ready. But it's not the factor of your defense being ready. Can your offense go out there and put the points on the board is the question. Can you move that ball upfield against a hungry Patriots team? Or can you move the ball against a hundred, a hungry, a hungry Saints team that wants another Super Bowl and would do whatever they have to do to get another Super Bowl? These are some of the questions that we got to ask ourselves here, people. We got to ask ourselves, who is, and in my personal opinion, I'm going to have to sit up here and say, you know, but I'll shout over doubt, in my opinion, I'm going to take Tom Brady over Drew Brees. And the only reason why I do say that is, and people might call me crazy, though, is because Brady has playoff experience. Brady has the experiences of being in a playoff situation where you're down 14 or 21, 28 points and managing to come back and win a game. He proved that theory when he went up against the Atlanta Falcons and he was down by 20 some odd points. And miraculously, this team did not fall apart, banded together and won a football game. In the best game there is, the Super Bowl. Managed to rally all the way back and win in overtime. <clears throat> Some of the first things we ever saw in Super Bowl history happened that night. These are some of the things that we got to ask ourselves. You know, can you count on Drew Brees with a broken, with a, with a messed up thumb? Because Tom Brady is getting old. He is getting old. 
And yes, he is getting, you know, a little slower than he was before. But that's because he also doesn't have the amount of wide receiver help that he used to have. But I still take Tom Brady in a Super Bowl game winning chance to win me a Super Bowl. I will still take Tom Brady in the playoffs to help me win games. This is the question that you guys got to ask yourselves. Is Are you ready to see that? Is the world ready to see Drew Brees and Tom Brady really go at it in a Super Bowl game? This is some of the things that we got to look at if it does happen. If this team does happen to make the Super Bowl run that they wanted to make. Because right now in the NFC and the AFC, it's so tightly contested right now that nobody stands out on either part, except for Baltimore in the West, in the AFC. But due to the fact that matters that Baltimore has been on a hot train for the longest now. They got their first round bye week. They're doing the job that needs to be done. They've beaten players like Seattle, Russell Wilson, They've beaten teams like Tom Brady and the Patriots. They've beaten Patrick Mahomes. And the list goes on. They have beaten Jimmy Garoppolo. You understand what I'm saying here, people? Y'all, y'all got to understand where I'm coming from here. Where Jimmy G started off the year 8-0. Or 6-0, 7-0, And his team was on a hot streak. We got to look at it from all aspects of life here, people. We got to look at it from different points of the game. And we got to know that Lamar Jackson is the truth. He has done it. He has done it. And it's crazy enough to me to say that, you know, um, who I would want in my game time and in, in my game time decision. You understand what I'm saying? It, it it's it's the decision making that you all have to understand that why I picked Tom Brady to be my quarterback going forward. And why I didn't it's not that I have no respect or love against Drew Brees. But it's just that Drew Brees doesn't have all that playoff experience that Tom Brady has. And sometimes with experience, quarterbacks that go in there and get comfortable and know that it's a this is one game at a time situation here can really truly get complacent. They truly can get complacent with certain things. They can become complacent. And it's always that dog in that fight and the other quarterback that you have to see work themselves out and make it to a run make a run happen. Now Drew Brees is on a career breaking season here. A high season record breaking right now. He just passed the touchdown marker for Peyton Manning. Now he's going out to the, the completion rating. We gotta see all these things. Tom Brady he got seven I mean he got six Super Bowl rings. He is officially the Michael Jordan of football. He's the Michael Jordan of football. And a lot of people may disagree with me on that too as well, though. But 
I, I will hope you all would not disagree with me on this because of the fact that matters that, like I said, he is officially the Michael Jordan of football. Now, can he outpass Michael Jordan to get another Super Bowl ring this year? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So, if you all think it's Drew Brees, you know, or Tom Brady, you all can take your pick underneath this show after the show post. Leave a comment underneath of the post and let us know, and let us know who you really picked. Or you actually all can send me a message on Facebook Live at the Realist Sports Show at the Realist Sports Show on Facebook and leave a message in the comic box. Leave a message on the, at the bottom of the comic box and leave Tom Brady or Drew Brees underneath the comments below. After I post the show up there at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, like I told you all, this is a very big thing here. This is something that's special. You know, Drew Brees has been doing his thing since he's been in New Orleans. I talked about this last night. He's been in the league. He's done a lot of great things. And, you know, out of all the great things that he's done, it's been outshadowed by the fewer Super Bowls that he has than Tom Brady. The fewer opportunities that he gets to go to the Super Bowl and not match up. Just like last year, everybody wanted the matchup of Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in a Super Bowl game. I know I was damn sure looking forward to it. I know I was damn sure getting my chicken ready and my popcorn ready, my beer ready, my everything ready to go see Tom Brady Versus Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. But that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And we as people, we got to understand that sometimes the things that we want to happen don't always go our way. They just don't always go our way. And we have to get back to... to Thinking differently and thinking positively. Even with fan bases around the league. If your team is losing, you got to keep your team going. But I support Tom Brady because I'm just a Brady fan for right now. And I just, I love both quarterbacks. I do. I truly do, everybody. So don't get me wrong here when I say I don't, I, I love Tom Brady though, but I really do love both quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks have done phenomenal things around the league. So there's nothing that can take away from them. At all, period. And in case you all haven't noticed that we have a new sponsor. We're sponsoring a drunk driving sponsorship that people should pull over and not drive drunk. I don't know if everybody heard the last ad that was played at the beginning that's going to be played at the beginning of the show but we're sponsoring do not drink and drive live on the show don't drink and drive it's a bad combination it's not a good thing to do everybody but back to the topic at hand though so i'm gonna take tom brading and that is that from there so now we're going to shift gears into our next topic but breaking news happened today though too as well Tom Coughlin has been fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars today and has been, okay, as the report came out today, 
Tom Coughlin has been relieved of his duties as executive vice president of football operations for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The team announced Wednesday night, I determined earlier this fall that making this move at the, the conclusion of the 2019 season will be in everyone's best interest. But in recent days, I reconsidered and decided to make this change immediately. Team owner Shaq, Shaq Khan said in a statement, you know, they literally hated me, Dante Flower. They literally hated me. I got it all back, though, thanks to the to the, the NFL Players Association. Mm. That's what one of the players has said. And as we keep going on, Jalen Ramsey tweets, tried to tell y'all. That's what Jalen Ramsey tweets. Coughlin is known for his hardline management style. During his 12-year tenure as head coach in New York Giant of the New York Giants, he was known to set clocks five minutes fast in team facilities and discipline players for being late. Come on now, that's a person that I know, you know, you're holding people accountable. And some players don't like to be held accountable for their actions. Now, as Tom Coughlin says, I take great pride in uh, in our accomplishments, especially in 2017. I'd like to thank Shaq Khan for the opportunity to come back to Jacksonville, all the players and the staff for their efforts, and the great fans here for their support. Coughlin said, I was the first coach of the, this franchise, and I will always be supportive of the Jaguars. That's what Tom Coughlin said in his final speech. With the Jacksonville Jaguars, he is no longer with them right now. He has been relieved of his duties. That was the breaking news that just happened today. And moving right along, everybody, we're going to move right along into our NBA portion of the show. Are the Lakers for real? I'm going to ask that again. Are the Lakers for real? Hmm. AD, LeBron James, Rondo. Is this team really solid? Kuzma? Magic sure thinks so, because Magic sure did put this team together before he left, before he stepped down as player operations, president of the player operations. Yeah, I said it. Magic Johnson thinks so. You know, a lot of staff members behind the scenes think so. This team has been on a high streak since, you know, breaking ground running with LeBron James being at the point guard position and moving the ball up court, doing what he has to do on the court. You know, this team has been on fire, you know, taking seats and rolls and stuff like that, even though they lost last night, 105-102 to the Indiana Pacers. But this team is still carried in first place in the West. They're, 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 the, they're in first place in the West. And Magic credits himself for the Lakers' success this season. He said he put together, he wanted to put together a team that was going to win a championship. And he believes that this team right here is the, that he put together single-handedly by getting LeBron James to come to this team last year, last season, that, you know, this team was going to be on the hot streak. They got rid of Luke Walton, hired Jason Kidd, and Frank Vogel, which Frank Vogel is a is a very good person 
at defense. Teaches you defense. When have you ever seen LeBron James really actually play defense on the court in the regular season? He is now. He is now. When have you ever seen LeBron James really just step up to a person and try to defend? In the regular season, he is now. Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen LeBron James really get so many assists in a game? He is now averaging 10.8 assists per game, 1.2 steals a game, and averaging a, maybe one or two blocks per game every game now. Averaging, 20, averaging at least 26 points a game. 26, 10, and 8, and 7 rebounds a game. This locomotive of this team has been moving. They're, they're moving. They're in first place. First place in the pace of the game. Second place in field goal percentages. Third place in three-point field goal percentage. They're ranked seventh in assists. They're ranked first in true shooting percentage. First place in effective field goal percentage. Offensive rating, second place. Defensive rating, first place. This team is putting up defense. They're putting up defense. They're playing hard-nosed defense right now, people. They're really playing defense this year. The Lakers are only 24-4 this year. Going up against the Milwaukee Bucks team, who's also 24-4. Leading out in the East. Two first-place teams are going up against each other December 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT. Come on now, everybody. The Greek Freak versus AD Anthony Davis. And the Milwaukee Bucks are going against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, if you'd have told me this 10 seasons ago that the Milwaukee Bucks would be in first place, I probably would have slapped you. I probably would have told you you were crazy. I probably would have told you all that you all would never see the Milwaukee Bucks ever make a playoff run. 10 seasons ago, maybe 12 seasons ago, that they would make a playoff run this year. That they would have the same caliber team. That they, they would have built on the same, uh, a good caliber, a good nucleus of a team to take first place for right now in the East. Because at one point, Boston was taking over the East. At one point, Boston was taking over the East, but they failed. They have fallen down in the ranks. But we are at the beginning of the season, so it, it doesn't really count until after All-Star Weekend when all the teams come back together and they make that strong push for the playoffs. When the last and final games are going to really count in the 82-game season, 83-game, 82-game season, one of the two. And I believe it's an 83-game season that they got to put up numbers on. How amazing is that? How amazing is this that with all the injuries on Golden State, Golden State is sitting in last place in the West for the first time in years. Your defending champions are sitting in last place. Not this year's defending champions. I'm talking about a year ago. 
a year ago. Not this year's defending chance because that's the Toronto Raptors. But we're talking about a year ago, your defending champions are now sitting in the worst spot they ever sat in in the years. In the past five years, six seasons. Sitting in the worst spot they ever could sit in. Which is last place, 5-23. and 23. All the Lakers for real this season is getting rid of their young, you know, helping LeBron James out and potentially getting another ring. Will that happen? Can he tie Kobe before he retires? You know, this is all some of the things that we all got to think about. Anthony Davis is still young. Anthony Davis is going to be still around. But are they really ready to step up to the plate and carry this team all the way through? Can Anthony Davis stay healthy throughout the season? Can LeBron James stay healthy through the season with a growing injury that he had last season that made him call, that caused him to miss, particularly the rest of the, I mean, particularly majority of the season last year? And what he finally had a chance to do this offseason was rest. Because there was no post-game, there was no post-season for him this last year, up until this year. There was no post-season hopes for the Lakers last season. Now, I'm a Laker guy. Don't get me wrong, everybody. I love the Lakers. I love them to death. Now, I also love my Wizards to death, too, though, even though they're sitting right now in the worst spot they could be sitting in, too. 8-18 and 18. right now, 8-18. and 18. Is what the Wizards are sitting at. You know, and being 15 games out of first place, it sounded pretty horrible right now for the Wizards. But like I've told you all before, and I'll say this again, it can only do better with time. Which leads me into my next question about the Washington Wizards. Can they turn the season around? It's sitting at 8-18. Eight and 18. Can they turn the season around and potentially shoot up and make a playoff run like they're supposed to? John Wall has been down the whole entire season. Potentially could miss the entire 2019-2020 season, which he's already been ruled out of the 2019-2020 season, though, but he could potentially make a comeback. Can Isaiah Thomas, Bradley Bill, Hachimura, can they elevate their game enough to help out this team? Will points matter on this team? Only time will tell. Truly only time can tell. Can they bounce back with a new gym? Can they bounce back and say, look, can they come together and have a players meeting and say, look, man, I'm tired of losing. Aren't you tired of losing? I'm tired of having losing seasons. This is one of my final years on my contract, and I'm trying to win me a championship for the, for the Wizards. The people of D.C., they have seen other teams win championships. It's time for us to go out there and win a championship for this, seat, this team. We ain't been in decades. We haven't been in a decades, in decades, 
I believe the last time the Wizards won anything, they were called the Bullets. And that was their first championship trophy they ever won. Decades ago. It's 2019. That was back in the 70s and 80s or the, in the early 90s. It's time to get back on our high horse. It's time to get back up there and start trying to win some basketball games. You could turn this season around just like the Nationals did this year. Turn their entire season around and started winning games. Find what makes your niche. Find your inner songs or whatever the case may be is to get you guys over this hurdle. For the Nationals, it was Baby Shark. Funny, but it was Baby Shark that took the Nationals all the way over. We got to wake up to the part that the Wizards are not going to make the playoff run that they hope so this year unless they start turning it around right now. Unless you find out what your team is really truly made of this year before the new year comes about, February comes about. Can you make that push, that drive before the, the story ends too soon? Before you get eliminated too soon. You're sitting in 12th place right now behind the Bulls. Behind Detroit. Behind the Charlotte Hornets. Behind the Orlando Magics. Come on now, everybody. It's time for DC to wake up with the Wizards. Time for y'all to wake up. Because if y'all guys, if you guys don't wake up, this season will go flat, just like your careers are going to go flat, and they're going to trade you guys out to somewhere else. It's time to wake up with kids. It's time to wake up, boys and girls, because it's, the season is going to drop before you even know it. This entire season will drop and fade away before you guys even know it. And to go back, to piggyback off the last topic that I had for you guys, which was, are the Lakers for real? I believe they can't be for real. I believe the Clippers are right behind them, hungry enough to take the first place prize. They've shown that at the beginning of the year they could beat the, the Lakers. Can Kawhi Leonard make a, a dream come true? Two LA teams are sitting in first and second place right now. First and second place right now. Two teams are. Those teams are the Clippers and the Lakers. Who, if they was the playoffs was to start today, they would have to play on separate nights. Of course, we all know that, duh. But in the same aspect of breath, though, is LA has a lot to talk about. LA fans have a lot of talk, a lot of things to talk trash about. They have a lot to talk about. They have a lot to discuss. How would you carry your team? Of course, they have the lineup that that can shock the hell out of anybody. Their roster is so stacked with Paul George and, you know, um, Kawhi Leonard that they're ready to go. They're ready to go. You, you have Paul George, 
you have at point guard, you have at shooting guard, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly at your point guard position, Leonard at your shooting guard or your, your small forward position. This team is stacked and ready with full of young players. A couple old, but a few, a lot more young players than anybody can guess it. The Wizards, the Lakers have Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, Catavius Caldwell Pope, you know, Quinn Cook, all these bad players. Demarcus Cousins, who's out and out with a knee, JaVale McGee. You know, and you got Dwight Howard on your team too as well. So you have a brick house for the Lakers. You have a lot of youth and a lot of a lot of veteran players on this team to carry out everything that they need to carry out. But can this team stay healthy enough when playoff time come around is the question. Can Anthony can Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers stay healthy through this playoff run. Because Houston is getting hungrier. Houston is getting definitely hungry. Only time will tell. Only time can tell you what, what can happen in the next three to four months now. Come April, we'll find out. Come at the All-Star break, we'll find out who really going to put their big boy draws on and carry out this team playing. We'll figure it out. But all right, everybody, we're going to switch topics here a little bit. We're going to switch topics here. Let's see here. Going into can the Mystics make another repeat come next season? Yeah, I said it. And yeah, I meant it. Can the Mystics do another repeated season like they had this year? Can the Mystics do it? I believe they can do it. I believe they can make another comeback. I believe the Mystics can put a lot of people on the, on a block where, yeah. I think that the Mystics are a high-powered team that can go in there and win some football. I mean, win some, I said football. I'm sorry. Y'all know what mindset I'm on. But they can go out there and win some basketball games. This team is tough enough to do it again. This team is ready to go, and this team is ready to go light fires every which way. I'd leave this team, Chrissy Tolliver and 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 Elena Deladon are all ready to go out there and prove to the world that they can do this again and they can make things happen. And and I gotta give a shout out to Mieseman, Emma Mieseman, last year, this this past season, she did a hell of a phenomenal job this year. Christy Tolliver, Natasha Cloud, with, you know, ensuring that they were going to win this game in the postseason, in five games. They were going to win the game. Is that kind of crazy? Yes. Is that kind of, you know... Too flamboyant for a lot of people? Yes. Would that put a lot of people on their heartbreaking tips if they were really lost? Yes. But she guaranteed a win because she said she was going to go out there and she was going to ball her heart out. And that's exactly what she did. She went out there and balled her heart out. 
Now, I believe that this coach or um, this team right here, if they can keep the same people in their team, then by all means, this team has a fighting chance. With the young players they're gonna draft in the in the um in their in the WNBA draft, it's a lot of good female players coming out of the draft. And we'll talk about that as the draft come when the draft comes about. But we got a lot to talk about who's coming out of the women's draft this year next year. Cause the WNBA is ready to roll, baby. They ready to roll. I'm I'm more excited to see the WNBA draft ever this this coming up season when they have their draft than I am seeing the NBA draft and the NFL draft. I am very excited to see what the WNBA draft is going to look like, how it's going to play out, and who's going to get picked here and who's going to get picked there. I am so excited to see this is happening, and I'm very much excited to see how does this all play out. I'm very excited to see that. So let's stay tuned to that one and see what the Sparks also do this year because I'm waiting to see what the Sparks can actually really do next season when they come about. Can Candace Parker and the Sparks actually show out and give me the showdown that I've always wanted to see of Mystics and doggone Sparks showdown, Washington versus L.A.? Showdown. I want to see that showdown. I want to see what a team like that can do. Even though the Mystics beat them last year, by the way, they beat them. I want to really see what can go down against two teams like that, though. I really want to see how it would all play itself out. I really want to see Candace Parker going up against Atlanta Deladon when it all counts, when everything is on the wire, everything is up front, and everything is ready to go. And there's nothing else to talk about but these two teams battling it out for their, another WNBA championship game. Now, I'm not saying that last year, this year's team, the Connecticut Sunday, put up a hell of a good fight. No, 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 no. I'd be a fool to say that. Connecticut put up a hell of a good fight, and they just came up a little bit short. They came up so short that, you know, it, it, it just came down to the wire. Connecticut lost, and it wasn't in a clean sweep. It went down to 2-2, and they just happened to lose in Washington because Washington wanted to bring it home and take it from there. They wanted to win the championship in their, first, in their house. For the first time ever since they moved to Southeast D.C. And D.C. is still standing up on their own two feet right now because of the fact that matters that we got a home of two champions this year. We had the Nationals this year and we also had the doggone Mystics this year. So D.C. is on a, in an uproar right now. We, we're, we're really waiting to see who can pull it out. What can they do? This year. Now, I don't know if everybody heard today in the news breaking today that Coach Herman Boone, the movie that was uh, that was after him was Remember the Titans, played by Denzel Washington, has passed away today. 
very, very sad news. You know, that was a shocking to my heart because I love watching Remember the Titans. I can remember what, growing up watching the movie and the impact that it had on my life, the impact that it had on a lot of people's lives about one football team fighting against racism, one football team fighting against, you know, prejudiced people on the field, going against a head a head coach that could not lose a single football game that season he started out due to racism because they didn't want him to be the head coach at all, period. Now, I, I take pride in hearing that, you know, and it kind of saddens me too as well that Herman Boone has died, though, you know, out of all the great things that he has done for T.C. Williams. Now, I drive past T.C. Williams a lot every day of the week. I do. And to see that school and honor that school for what they are and what they do every day of the week, I mean, for what they did back in the day, that football team back in the day, I really, truly honored them. And I really can say when you put on a Titan uniform, you better come to work. Because perfection was the name of their game. Perfection is what they had to be. They had to be perfect on all cylinders of the board. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking about them today. We wouldn't even have nothing to discuss today, people, because of Herman Boom. We have something to discuss about the Titans. Because the Titans came to play. The Titans came to work. They came out there and was ready to work. And when they came outside on defense, they were ready to blitz all freaking night. They were blitzing all night long. And I can only say that because I love that movie so much. I do. You know, if anybody's listening to this, y'all know strong side, left side. Y'all know if y'all have ever watched that movie, if you never watched that movie before, go watch that movie. And watch how an inspiring football team came together against pride and prejudice people that was around them, fought through racism, fought through a lot of different things to come to one accordance that they would all had to band together to keep their coach around. They had to, had to band together as a staff, as, a, as colleagues, and band together at training camp to face all odds that came about against them. Go pick up Remember the Titans, everybody. Really, I'm just telling y'all, really, go pick up and remember the Titans. That is the movie to watch. You ever want to know something about how strong a team could be? Because these NFL, and they're not getting paid. They wouldn't get paid to do that. See, I believe that the NFL players that are out there today, y'all so much worried about this money. When in high school, you played your best game in high school because you wasn't getting paid. You was fighting for that scholarship. Now you fighting now to get paid the money that you all deserve. But see, now that they give you this guaranteed contract of money, you don't go out there and perform well. You don't. A lot of players do. A lot of players are humble. Don't get me wrong. A lot of players are humble enough to go out there and play football and still put on their highest position even though they're getting paid to do it. You got to be the best. Of you, you gotta be a better you every game that you play. You have to be. You can't worry about the money. The money is gonna be there if you play your game right. The money will always be there if you play your if you do your job to perfection. 
the money will follow. You will hear cha-ching, cha-ching every time you wake up in the every time you wake up in the morning. All you hear is cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That's all you will hear. It's up to you if you want to chase money or you want to chase goals. You want to chase dreams. You want to chase being one of the best football players that go out there and ever do it. Now, if you'd have told me Coach Herman Boone was going out there to play for for himself, you know, coach for himself, just to make sure he didn't lose a game, nah, I wouldn't tell you that. That's not what he was about. That damn show wasn't what he was about. Herman Boone was about a man of fairness, a man of integrity, and he did play any player. He played any player that came to play for him. Anybody that stepped in that Titan uniform could play for him. And only the best will play at their position. Don't matter a race. Or wherever you came from, the best players will play. Now, it took a lot of time for whites and blacks to mix together back in that time frame. It took a lot once they integrated the school system. Now, I know I'm preaching on about a little bit of facts and knowledge here, though, but this is about Herman Boone today, everybody. This show is dedicated to Herman Boone. Because of the fact that matters of what he stood for and what he stand for. And what we all have to stand for is being united as one equal people. We're all people at the end of the day. We're all human beings at the end of the day. Whether you black, brown, white, Hispanic, Asian, or whatever you want to do. You want to be green, blue, or indifferent. We all got to stand together as one. And if we all don't come together that we will all fail together. His message to his team was, and then they come together on that hollow ground when they fought the battle of Gaithersburg on, when he took them on that trip to Gettysburg. If they all didn't bond together that night, that morning, they will fail as a team. All that bloodshed would have been for nothing. All the tears that was cried, would have been for nothing. All the pain that they was being put through, the three-day practice, the two-day practices that they went through would have all been for nothing. Now that we got that out of the way, everybody, we're going to move over to another topic. We got five minutes left on the show, everybody. Who is this Heisman-winning trophy the Heisman winning trophy player of the hour, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. As anybody would know, Joe Burrow was the Heisman winning the Heisman winning the winner this year. And as I put up a little bit of facts on him, he plays for LSU and he was the Heisman winning trophy. He was the Heisman winner this year. And everybody really thought that that boy from Ohio State was going to win it. But who is he? Who is he as a player? Who is he as a person? What makes him a good quarterback? Well, I'll tell you. His accuracy. 
the games that they have won. He's only thrown two, three, four, five, six interceptions this year. And throwing a hell of a lot of touchdown passes this year, too, as well. So, I really have to say, this guy has good accuracy. He's very poised in the pocket. He can get the ball downfield if he needs to. And he, he's this good scrambling quarterback. He uses his feet a lot in some games. This guy can make or break you in a game. And it was a landslide victory in votes, as it was. Born into a family, Joe Burrow was born into a family of corn huskers and raised in the Buckeye State. Joe Burrow left his roots behind and became a Heisman Trophy winner at LSU. The quarterback won the Heisman Trophy, the Heisman on Saturday night in a record-breaking landslide, becoming the first LSU player to bring college football's most prestigious award back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in 60 years. 60 years. Burrow received 2,608 points and a 841 first-place votes, a record 90.7% of all of the first-place votes available. Burrow also set a record for, for percentage of points available received with 93. Eight, breaking the mark of 91.6 set by Troy Smith of Ohio State in 2006. Burrow was named on 95.5% of all ballots, breaking the record of 95.2 set by Oregon's Marcus Mariota in 2014. This kid is the truth. Burrow's margin of victory of... 1,846 points broke the record of one seven of 1750, 1750 set by O.J. Simpson in Southern California in 1968. Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurst was the second with 762 points. Quarterback Justin Fields of Ohio State was third. And defensive, defensive end Chase Young of Ohio State was fourth. This boy is a bad boy. And we're going to talk a little bit more about him tomorrow night on the show. Live on the show tomorrow night, everybody. It's been my pleasure and it's been my honor to sit here live with you all tonight on the show. And once again, I want to say thank you all for supporting the show. I want to say thank you all for doing what you do best. If you love the show, you know how to, you know how to chat with us on the show. Like I said, go to the com. I mean, not .com, but go to the Riddle Sports Show on Facebook and leave a comment, leave a message in the inbox, and I'm sure to get back to you all as soon as humanly possible. Or one of my staff members will get back to y'all as soon as possible on live on the show. But, everybody, we got to leave out of the show. You know how we're going to do this, everybody. We know how we do this. I thank y'all. I'm y'all host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And y'all just now been listening to The Riddle Sports Show. Stay tuned for the sponsor episode coming in after the, before the show, everybody. Thank y'all, and I'll see y'all later. Peace.